move over, Benny. There's a new favourite in town. And John Souter, who needs him? My name is Jarvie, and I'm joined this week by Simon and Cameron. Together, we are a very broken hearts club band. A uh, bunch of part-timers, eh? Um, Hammy can't be here tonight. She can't get petrol. He's stuck on the bypass somewhere. And uh, Paddy's still in Turkey getting his teeth done. <laughs> it's unbelievable that no one wants to turn up when we're actually doing quite well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there you go. Says no. a lot. Like the opposite of Glory Hunters. Paddy's actually raging that we're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I should mention before we proceed that this podcast is sponsored by Makar's Gourmet Mashed Potato Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Um, Cameron, kick things off and let's talk about Craig Halkett, uh, probably the, the favourite subject of the podcast. Uh, in the papers this week, he's uh, waiting to hear basically if he's going to get offered a new, new deal or no. What's your thoughts on it all? I think, I, I think, I think we have to give him a new deal. Um, I don't think we've got a lot of depth there and actually me and Simon at the game were debating if he was in um, man of the match contention at the weekend um, so I think he's he, he's looking good um, I don't understand how we couldn't offer him a contract at this point I think they might just make him sweat a bit because they can clearly see that he wants to be at the club it's not one of those positions where he's he's got options and looking elsewhere so we'll see but I think he'll be there next season Interesting, you thought he was man of the match contention. I obviously <laughs> didn't think that. <laughs> I thought he was really good. I thought, uh, to be fair, I thought he had one of his better games, but he was very quiet. I felt, which is a good thing for a centre back, you know. Um, it was it was very helpful that Cam Devlin was literally taking the ball off his toes, like Devlin just wouldn't let <laughs> anyone pass the ball. Really, takes two to tango. <laughs> We'll come on to Devlin in great detail, I'm sure. Um, and that was Craig Halkett. He'd played every minute 50 games in a row, and that would have been 51 before going off uh, following concussion protocol after he did in the ball about 10,000 times in 90 minutes. So um, That was the first time I've seen that substitution used. Have you seen that before? No, nah, definitely not Hearts anyway. Hmm. We had that. We were asking that question: if you got an extra sub for a head knock, and then obviously you do. Um, but mm. we weren't quite sure when we seen it. Yeah, interesting. And there was a lot of very confused older people <laughs> muttering in the stands. Oh, Nielsen's made a mistake here. <laughs> um, and the the last time we'd started without Halkett was a three 0 loss away to Kilmarnock, and Berra and Dick and Mona were playing at the back. How times have changed, eh? Um, those stats are from Hearts Stats on Twitter, by the way. Credit where credit is due. Simon, FIFA, should Hearts fans be boycotting? <laughs> As an old man who's no bought FIFA in a while, I'm not really bothered about this. But I think it was Craig Gordon's like the 10th rated keeper in Scotland in the new FIFA. And I just, that's absolutely fucking criminal. In fairness, if I work at EA Sports somewhere in California or something, I do not care about Scottish football, and I, I do not <laughs> care. Surely they use like Scottish it. scouts. I know. They didn't just fucking make it up and hope <laughs> for the best. I mean, maybe they, they clearly do actually. 
No. You'd think as well, but Craig Gordon being Scotland's number one. Aye. Like, how? It's just, it's just baffling. Yeah. And uh, Hearts, best-ranked player, Cam Devlin. And I guess we found out why at the weekend. Eh? <laughs> Aye. Uh, another thing, Simon, uh, there's been uh, some talk about um, safe standing this week. I think there's been some news on the legalities of it. Is that right? Uh, I know in England they're going to be able to bring it in from January, I think. Um, so I just think it's a good time to bring it up here and and advocate it because I think it is much better and as much as it pains you to say it, it does produce a better atmosphere and you see that at Celtic Park. But mm. there's no certain in the fact that the SPFL were saying it needs to be in a corner and it needs to, unlike the only stadiums with fucking corners in Scotland are Celtic Park and Ibrox. <laughs> so... I'm sure the Tony Mackey Macaroni Arena has a couple it does, of times. It does, aye. I think it's got three. Now they, now they just need some fans. Two, at least two, aye. <laughs> Ten pot pass eating bastards. Um, but yeah, it'd be good, good to see. I'm sure it would cost absolute millions. Um, would it be worth it? I, I know. I just don't see how it would cost that much. All you'd have to do is like re-input the seats. That kind of cost that much. And you'd have to fill in the corners, but that's uh Oh right, aye. If they if they make it that you have to actually have it in the corners, then aye, it's gonna cost a fucking fortune. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were like, it wouldn't cost that much bit of metal. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um well one thing which uh, which could cover the cost, Aaron Hickey, who's been flying this week. Um it's been confirmed that and there was a lot of confusion when he was sold what the selling clause was gonna be. It's pretty much been confirmed that we will receive a 15% selling clause, clause should he leave Bologna. Um, so say he goes for 100 million, fair whack of money. <laughs> um, what about his, his goal first of all, Simon? Did you see it? I've seen the goal look great. hear that he's playing pretty well. I'm just happy to see him playing because he's probably only, what, like 18, 19 now? Yeah. Aye. Like, he's 19. Aye, so... The fact that he's getting minutes in the top league in Italy, fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. How, how is he not getting a look in for the Scotland squad? Because Steve Clark picks his boys and it's fucking the worst part about him that is the manager. He doesn't really seem to look at any sort of outside talent. No. So just having a, a conversation about this with one of our, our friends from off a green background. <laughs> <laughs> from the green community <laughs> the green community and leave uh, talking about like John Souter and Ryan Porteous um, his views not mine but how how do they get into the Scotland squad um, and we're saying pretty much feels like Steve Clark is going to stick with that current squad right through to the World Cup should yeah. we get there doesn't it I mean one of the players that you just mentioned there this has to be absolutely nowhere near the Scotland squad from what I've seen and it's no John Souter <laughs> right. I, mean, I think we've talked about the Sewer thing so I, I do think Sewer will work his way into it I think it was probably too early there is a Scotland squad announcement tomorrow um, so worth oh. keeping an eye on it no, Interesting right. to, be, to be fair and I'm not um, supporting Porteous but he has improved he has um, like he's keeping the heat a bit more anyway but uh, he's still a level below Sutter. That's for sure. Um, but Declan Gallagher's still in the Scotland squad. McKenna's done nothing in a Scotland shirt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Declan Gallagher got dropped for Aberdeen this week. 
I think you're right, I Big Dairy Bates was at the back. So aye, that's that's Scotland. Big game's coming up. Um, Daniel Stendel. <laughs> at the time of writing the agenda for this, it was sacking Inamint, question mark. But he's gone, isn't he? He has, according to one article I could see. But if you go on Wikipedia, he's still there. So it sounds okay. like he's gone. Um, doesn't sound like he's had a great time. Um, <laughs> Where even was he? It's becoming a bit of a habit for him. Yeah. The concern. I think it was like nine games and he'd won none. Rock bottom, bottom, of the, bottom of the league. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Take him back. He'll send it. <laughs> um, Bobby's Lamel has been cancelled this week <laughs> who gives a fuck <laughs> seemed to be a, some sort of leak to the papers that he was um, siding with his racist Czech teammate That's so random that it just came out now but uh, it was confirmed that Hearts fined Bobby for that which um, good interesting um, and from one bad Bobby to a good Bobby Bobby McLucky's young heart side beat Celtic 2-0 at the weekend. Go on yourself, son. <laughs> Selling those shirts in no time. That was all the news. Relatively quiet week other than our um, Livingston demolition. Uh, and we'll, we'll move on to it. <laughs> uh, Simon, there was no suitor. Um, only realised this by thinking we were playing six at the back. <laughs> when, when did you realise? Um, so we were in the pub when the team news came through and we, for some reason, we really confused ourselves trying to figure out what it yeah. was, but um, it was quite obvious when you actually just had a look that uh, Taylor Moore and Stephen Kings were obviously going to be either side of Craig Halpit at the back. So um, it was it was pretty much like for like Cochrane came in. Um, was he in last? No, he was dropped last week. Um, so Moore came in, I think he was new, and Barry Mackay started as well, and obviously Cam Devlin. Right. Pretty telling, though, that after a couple of drinks, um, both me and Simon had us playing some sort of diamond formation. <laughs> the Christmas so. tree. Doesn't does it take much. <laughs> Aye, but uh, I think it was um, reverting back to what was comfortable. Last week was, was interesting to see how we play in a different formation, but I think um, this is clearly the, the best formation we've got and, and the players seem to fit it. So we won 3-0. Didn't mention that it was probably the best performance we've ever had um, that I can remember in our lifetimes. Right, <laughs> since like the George Burley era, that is the some of the best football we've played. We looked so comfortable, and that reflects in the possession seventy two percent possession. Where do you ever remember Hearts having that high possession? No, like it's crazy. Um, but I think my main talking points were Murat centre back. Um, do you think was Murat right centre back? Halkett in the middle, and if you play Suter at left centre-back, do you think that means Alex Cochran's probably just a backup now, despite being really good? I'd be surprised if Kingsley is going to have a prolonged period of good health, to be honest. <laughs> do you think just, just for availability, Cochran will get picked over him? I think, so. I think so, yeah. I think Kingsley just looks knackered every time he plays it. Looks like he needs another like four weeks off <laughs> rehabs <laughs> to last now, 90 minutes. I've, I've changed my thoughts on this. I'm, I'm now wondering if we aren't actually looking for our favourite starting 11, our best starting 11. I wonder if we are almost playing some kind of rotation where everybody is essentially getting minutes and we're keeping everybody fresh to an extent. 
because so far it's, it, it seems to be working. I I'd, I'd understand that in like positions like the wingers, but I feel like at the three centre backs, you want that to be as consistent as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I don't know. I couldn't see I couldn't see Suter playing left centre back. I don't think they're going to change that. I think it's going to stick. How right, can Suter right? I think that's a bit unfortunate for that Moore then because see at right centre back he was phenomenal. I don't know if it was whether it was just because Livy just decided not to ever pick him up and let him just run forward into miles and miles of space. Yeah. Um, but he, he had a really good game and it looks like because he's a big laddie and he's quick enough to to fill in it right back if he needs to mm-hmm. and overlap Smith if he needs to. So he is really really good fitted for that position. I, I agree. I, I thought he was phenomenal. I called out the headlines are. Cam Devlin and, and rightly so Barry Mackay, uh, Benny being Benny, but I uh, Taylor Moore. It's Jake Halkett. <laughs> <laughs> Not coming out of my mouth. No. <laughs> I, I thought, like you just you said him there, I thought Barry Mackay was one of the top performers. He, he was great. There was a just a wee moment. Um, I think it was just leading up to Michael Smith's goal, but I might be wrong where. <clears throat> he had his back to the goal in the halfway line. And the ball got played in and the living man just came far too tight and he just spun him, no bother at all, and he was running through on goal. Mm-hmm. And I've just not seen like a, a Hearts player be doing stuff like that. And now we've got him, Woodburn, Janelli, GMS. Like These are four players that can do that. Mm-hmm. So if one of them's not performing that week, we've got another one on the park. And if the two on the park aren't performing, we can swap them. It's, it's good we've got options there. Right. And you think as well, Barry Mackay is looking fitter and more sharp every week now as well. Um, I think by next week, hopefully that's um, up to speed, you'd hope. Um, I mean, I don't know what Barry Mackay's ceiling is, but he's looking fantastic. I believe he got like the usual first start, you'll get an hour and we'll see where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he looks like he could play longer. He looks like he's constantly got a high motor. That's what I like about a lot of the players that have been brought in this year. They all look like they've got like a, a good work rate in their they're interested in actually fucking playing. Yeah. We also have a squad of, I've realised the players all have something to prove because they've all ended up here, probably not where they thought they were going to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all out to put in performances, working to our benefit. Aye, we, yeah. we've got so many players who have been going towards the end of their career just looking for a payday. And now we've got that sort of players who have maybe like at least another 10 years ahead of them career-wise. And now's the time to prove and, and find out where that career goes. Yeah, uh, not not to jump to the end of the segment, but Robbie Nielsen after the game said that 16 to 18 months ago, we had the oldest squad in the championship, an average age of 29. Um, we should have young guys who want to work hard and get to the next level, and we have that now. It's exactly that. Yeah. Aye. That's our signing policy. Superb. And, and based on that, I want to say Joe Savage is fucking the best gun. <laughs> Aye. Like, no one's had a track record like that in a, in a signings window. To have, I know we're maybe jumping the gun because we've only played what, like seven games in the league. Mm-hmm. But every single player I've seen that he's signed this 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 window has looked pretty decent. I can't even yeah. think of one who's not performing. Couldn't fault any of them. No. no. So to have that strike rate on a, on a one window is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for January. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> I'm not excited for January because we're going to lose our best the two centre mids. <laughs> we'll lose Nabon. Uh Cameron, you were saying about 
rotation. Nielsen also said after the game that John Suter was just being arrested. He said he could have definitely played, could have played for 90 minutes, but he decided to just leave him out. We kind of figured that must have been the case and that um, no one had mentioned any injury, but um, it makes sense in a guy who has played constantly since he came back for that big injury to at times when you feel like you can rest them, that we, we mm-hmm. do take that advantage. And uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> we got away at the weekend um, and it's good to know that we can do that when, when we need to. Yeah, definitely. So next week is a huge game, especially after Motherwell winning again at the weekend there. Tony Watt banging in the goals. Who'd have thought it? You know, but this could be a, a breakaway game for us. Especially Hibs and Rangers are playing. One of them's going to have to drop points. It's time maybe we'll get to that. And, uh, maybe we'll get to that by sale. You know. <laughs> but uh, genuinely, this is the first game, and I, I know I was joking, and, and I thought it was going to be a turgid game. I thought it was going to be like one 0 one one. This is the first game when you look at them on paper and you look at the form and, and where the, the clubs are at that I've thought is like a relatively comfortable game. Yeah. Every game up until this point, the six before that, it's been Aberdeen, Hibs, Celtic at home, St Mirren away, awkward. For us, Ross County away, fucking miles away. Like awkward games. Mm-hmm. Dundee United away. Fucking Aye, it's it's well, well played and we up in 2 0. Yeah, Dundee United are looking all right this season as well. They yeah. are. Picking up, they've picked up points against, well, they've beat Rangers and just drew the Celtic and we've been up there and won 2 0. Just beat Livingston 3 0, who Celtic couldn't break through last week. Aye. Sky's the limit. <laughs> we're going to win the league <laughs> uh, late. Playing, we're playing at Ibrox in a couple of weeks we do well at Ibrox and I, yes. I genuinely I genuinely look at that Ibrox game there if we come through next week against Motherwell and perform to the level that we have even close to the level that we did against Livingston you're genuinely looking at that game going I hope they go out and attack that Rangers team mm-hmm. I hope we don't just completely change what we've been doing and just because it's one game of the season, we just completely change everything Mm -hmm. because you're not going to be able to learn something in a week. Just go for it. Uh, I've never been excited for a game at Ibrox, apart from the game where we won the league. Well, we never bloody won the league. We finished (laughs) second when we played at at Ibrox and it was uh, Rangers could beat us and we'd still finish second by a point. If you remember that, all the Jambos had the newspapers upside down and everything taking the piss. (laughs) <laughs> look forward to a game at Ibrox since then. Um, so it's good, it's good. Uh, Simon, what do you think about the the shape? Um, Michael Smith was back and he looked like he needed that rest because he was back to to being really quite good. Uh, Cochrane pretty much plays as a left winger, doesn't he? Aye. Um, position, I should say. I think obviously Livingston, especially at the start, were really, really sitting deep. They had... They're essentially playing a 4-4-2 with just the standard two banks of four. And I think having Cochrane being able to underlap and overlap whoever was the winger in front of him um, really helped. And and I think because they were sitting so deep, having that extra man, Smith and Cochrane, pushing up on either side, so helpful to break teams down. And you really notice it when the fullbacks are firing for hearts, the system really works a lot better. When they're when they're having a bit rough games, there was games when Halliday was at left back and it was just a bit slower and everything was a bit tougher. When you have like someone like Cochrane or Kingsley Smith mm-hmm. flying in, and when they play well, we look so much better. Uh, I mean, and then times it was like English Prem quality stuff. <laughs> You've got Cochrane up on the left wing, 
Smith stays back, so he tucks in and they do three at the backs. So you've got Barry Mackay up the wing, Woodburn's in at the 10, and then Smith's going up. Like Smith getting in the box. Aye. <laughs> the edge across for Brilliant, man. It really is. It, it really is high level like stuff. Like I don't want to be like a pure gimp and start like smelling more and farts and talking about like coaching and that. But when you see the patterns of play and the, the just the ability that the players have, it really is impressive. And I don't know how much of that was against Livy, but I'm going to give Livy absolutely no credit for being shite. I thought Hearts made mm-hmm. them shite. Aye. And they were very tired and all that. They played midweek, but it's the Premier League. Yeah, they're professional footballers. I'm sorry, but. You might be a little bit off, but you've still got to be able to get there and peak at the weekend. Aye. It's not our fault you've not got any squad depth. Aye. <laughs> um, the, the first 20 minutes were quite slow, Simon, and it took a wee bit to settle down, and thankfully I, we did get a goal early on. There was some folk booing the build-up, you know, when we're passing on the back and we're finding the shape and going forward. What is that about? Aye, it really pisses me off. I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent as well here, but anyone watch the, the UFC? Because there was moments in that where the fight was all right and folk were just booing, and it fucking pissed me off. In the boxing as well, folk would just start booing. Hmm. And it's the same with the football. Like You've just got to give it a wee bit of time. Fair enough if it's like we're losing 1-0 and we're passing about our fucking centre-backs and there's five minutes to go. That's when you start booing. Mm-hmm. But 0-0 in the first like 15, 20 minutes of a game, just settled in. Like, we'll get hmm. there. Yeah, and if everyone's going to have to get used to it, the Cam Devlin because he'll pass the ball somewhere, he'll go over, take the ball from again. <laughs> it looked like he played fucking one twos himself. <laughs> it was unbelievable, and for the first time ever at Ten Castle, I heard someone say, "Jesus Christ, we're playing tick attack here." <laughs> was it you? <laughs> There's a, an, an English guy behind me who doesn't normally go to games. He's obviously up scouting Benny, probably. Uh, he uh, seemed to be amazed. <laughs> but genuinely, there's some really good football we were playing there, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, talk about the first goal then when it did come through. Um, Barry Mackay, uh, interception, what, the halfway line? Bonded in the wing. That must have been right in front of you when he swung it in over to Cochrane at the back post. Aye. Nice view. You get your <laughs> phone out like a like it's a tourist league. No, fuck. <laughs> um, who nice little touchdown to Michael Smith, and uh, it was a lovely finish, wasn't it? What a volley! Um, done the wee cup of the years. Chang, that's maybe to the fans that were talking shit about him. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Just needed a rest. Not going to get any stick here, Michael Smith. That's kickback. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about free kicks? Looks like Ben Woodburn and Kingsley are pretty much just going shot a bit. I, I'm, I'm guessing they just talk about like what sort of scenario it is, what they're aiming to do, who do they think's better, who's feeling it in that moment. Nice to have options. Ben, ben asking Kingsley if he's uh, if his legs still on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Woodburn went really close. I don't know if you've seen it from your side. Well, you would have saw the bloody highlights, eh? Um, but it was held on the line by the keeper. Aye. Um, it was a bit awkward. I didn't didn't see how close it was from our angle. But when you see it on the on the highlights, it really is quite close. And it just lands in between the keeper's legs. Yeah. Um, and the the penalty. What, what was Benny doing in the box? Is this, <laughs> uh, is this something, a new Lisa Lice would play next to Cam Devlin? 
I, th- I genuinely think it frees him up a bit more to to, to be a bit more attacking. The fact, that, no offense to Peter Haran, but he's not got the legs that mm. uh, if there is a quick break, Benny knows that he's got to fucking run the whole length of the pitch because Haran's no. Whereas if he goes forward, he knows that Cam Devlin's going to cover him. And I thought, considering that was the first game they've ever played together, yeah, unbelievable. I can't even believe it. Perfect partnership. Benny actually looked a bit shocked. I could take looking at him doing all this running a bit like, what am I supposed to do? Like Benny had a great game and I just have nothing to say because it's just like every week. So to have two of them at it, you were talking about playing up against Benny and Haran as being because they're big physical guys, but playing up against Benny and Devlin must be a nightmare. <laughs> like both of them just flying about all the time. I'm buzzing. We're going to win the league. You know what I like about Devlin the most? He's always in the refs here. Aye, man, he's so loud. I said that to Cameron right at the start of the game. I was like, listen, because it was the obviously the start and it, then it dies down maybe like for like a couple of minutes. And he was so, so loud. You could hear him where we were. <laughs> was he calling yeah, everyone, mate? <laughs> he was yeah, calling everyone... Me. Sorry. No, you go. I was about to say he was calling everyone cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Paul Hartley, in a way. Um, very much that kind of weird guy running about the middle of the park, shouting a lot and everything Aye. going through him. That's exactly <laughs> what Paul Hartley did at one point. Devlin's a lot better defender than Paul Hartley could ever dream of being, though. <laughs> it's a different game. It's quicker these days. No, that's what he'd say anyway. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's quite clear why he's got uh, Naismith's number 14 jersey now. Because, again, he was never at the refs here. Perfect fit. Um, another thing he was doing, he was always telling people where to pass it, always pointing. Aye, that's what you need though. If if you're slightly unsure, having someone screaming at you is good. It can be annoying, obviously, if you're if, if he's not playing well, <laughs> but because he's playing well, that is good. Right, it's great. Um, Boise scored the penalty. That's nine goals and twelve. Is he going to beat John Robertson's twenty goals in all competitions record? I mean, if he's we, on track, eh? If we keep winning penalties. I, the Aye. problem is, is just we're getting a lot of penalties. That could dry up, so. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Ronaldo gets called Penaldo. The Hibs fans will be calling him, what, Poise. <laughs> Guaranteed. Um, that's five goals in seven games in the league, Simon. Uh, we update on our wager. It was the over-under 12 goals mark, £5 either way per goal. Mm. I'm feeling pretty confident there, like. Aye, it's uh, it's not looking good. What would they have to go seven and thirty-one <laughs> for me to break even? <laughs> well, that's it. Could get injured. <laughs> sure like, I'm, I'm, I feel like a win-win. Like at the point that he's scoring more than twelve goals in the league, I'm happy to get a fiver for each one. Thank you. I'll accept it too. <laughs> so that's a bit time. I send, send it straight to me as your Finley Pollock money. <laughs> oh no, shit, I'm not even going to speak about that <laughs> um, Bye, half time Happy, smiling I felt like it had been a long time, like you say Since like Burley days <laughs> um, Hi, it was It was quality, it was one of the best Games to watch and The day, it got sunny for like The whole first half, we were 2-0 up uh, On to the second half um, it was uh, whose turn was it? Kingsley's turn to take the free kick. Uh, fantastic save from the keeper that was going right in the top corner. 
Um, what about Barry McKay's sitter, the one-on-one with the keeper? He's missed two one-on-ones two weeks in a row now. He's good at crossing, shy at shooting. <laughs> no comment. Refusing to slate him. Refusing. Fair enough. I don't remember it. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. No, Obelai. the other end. Obelai passed the ball across the back. Barry McKay intercepted it. Oh, moment. yeah. Aye. We just hit the keeper. But... Um, what about some subs? Nandwili came on for Boyce. Jing Boyce was just getting a bit of a rest. Aye. Seemed to be the perfect sub. Mm-hmm. I think in games like that, that's probably what you see um, when we're, we're comfortable. Yeah. It's just because we're, we're that not used to it. It's just a shock when you see like a striker going off. And he was he looked all right. He was involved in the, the third goal, was he not? He was, yeah. He dragged two defenders out wide, popped it to Barry McKay. Um, it was a nice cross to Cochrane, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And that shows you Cochrane's energy. He never stopped running about that wing. And what was that? An hour in? An hour, 66 minutes in or something like that? By 64 minutes, the goal was scored on. Mm-hmm. So, And he was just flying up and down there all day. Yeah. Uh, Kingsley went off because he was absolutely battered again for Andy Halliday, who done fine. Yeah, he, he was all right, aye. Didn't do anything wrong. Section M were chanting Andy Halliday. That's when you knew things were going well. <laughs> uh, GMS, do you think it's the right decision for GMS to be dropped at this stage? It is a bit tough because he's probably playing the best football he's played for Hearts, but the competition's competition. You want to see, if, if you're going to try start Barry McKay or see what Ben Woodburn's worth. I mean, I know Ben Woodburn's made a few starts, but we know what Gary McKay is. We know what he is right now. Let's see what these players are like. And Gary McKay will get another chance. He's not done anything wrong. So just make sure that when he's in the squad, it makes him undroppable in the big games. I've got to good. wonder if this was an element of resting him. So, and that actually you will see him back. Aye, exactly. This week. I don't know. I honestly think with the way we shaped up with Cochrane playing so high up when we're in possession that he might be out of job like McInef. <laughs> I think so. In all honesty... I think Aaron McInef is not getting in the squad now. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I feel but, so bad for him. I mean, unless we can get him to play right back, maybe. <laughs> get him in there. But um, no, but the guy McKay Stephen, it's, it's it's one of those like you know if he if he just managed to put away a couple of those chances that he's had over the last few weeks, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like because apart from that, his games looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. I do think Ben Woodburn, for, for the moments that he's flashed and, and Barry McKay, they probably are better players. And it's more worth our time getting them playtime. Maybe not Ben Woodburn, obviously, but mm-hmm. Barry McKay for sure. Yeah, aye, for sure. Um, spoke to spoke to Hammy. Obviously, he's not here, so there's no Jambles kickback segment this week. They said it was all quite a happy place, but he did say that there was some unsavoury words said about Ben Woodburn. Jinky has been a bit um, underwhelming overall so far. Robert Perez used to get described by Arsene Wenger as the oil in the engine for Henri and Bergkamp. I think Ben Woodburn does a lot of a lot of things that people don't see. 
Um, and I know I sound like a prick, like I see things that you don't when I say that, but he just links play. He doesn't take too many touches. He keeps everything moving. He occupies defenders. He didn't have the best game. But bravo, he, bravo. That's, that's some way to shoehorn in a, an Arsenal reference. So give you that. It's because they finally all, won it. All my, all my football <laughs> references are just Hearts or Arsenal. I don't care about anyone else. <laughs> um, so I... Uh, I think Ben Woodburn didn't have the best game, but he, uh, he's always going to be on the park now. I think, I think, like technical ability and just talent wise, he's one of our better players. So, mm. yeah, I think he's still still getting used to playing week in, week out as well. Yeah. He's getting his fitness up. I think he's getting better. A wee bit like um, Barry McKay. He's getting that, that wee bit better every week. It's a completely different league as well. I don't think he expected maybe. To, to not have the same sort of spaces that he does when you play in England. Mm-hmm, definitely. Aye. I reckon he'll chip in, but like maybe just three or four, but he's going to chip in by a few goals this season just because he's that constant presence around the box. You know, I could see him getting a few for us. Or so I hope. Uh, just finally, before we wrap it up, um, one last thing. Like that, I've got a million things I like about Cam Devlin. This might be my favourite. He was absolutely milking it at full time. <laughs> <laughs> and he reminded me of Kyle Lafferty as he'd done the exact same thing. He knew where to shake hands, what direction to walk in, to find suddenly find myself, oh, look, I'm the last man on the park here, getting the whole levation, just yourself, walking towards the tunnel. Very clever. Mate, he deserved it. He deserved every single moment. Of it. I quite like the fact that he was... He wanted to be the last man off the pitch. That's that's quite nice. His first start. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get subbed on like the 89th minute. Obviously, we didn't have any subs. I'm surprised he didn't keep one back just to get him subbed at the 89th minute so he'd get the stand innovation that he deserved. But he was fucking quality. He was. Yeah, play Tom. Um, right, and the, the man of the match from the, the Erskine charity, uh, a wee bit surprisingly went to Barry Mackay. Um, he did play very well. I was just surprised it was anyone but Devlin. Hi. Oh, yeah, but it was Devlin with the champagne at the end of the day. Um, not Craig Halkett with Cameron. <laughs> I, Certainly. I, I, I agreed with Cameron. <laughs> I think Halkett could have been a contender. Could have been. Taylor Moore was better than Halkett. Oh, behave. <laughs> Surprisingly, it was on a <clears throat> stats website. I thought Cam Devlin would have had twice if not three times more touches of the ball than anyone on the park but apparently Taylor Moore had more touches than Devlin incredible what you do with them what you do with them Moore's got a decent range of passing on him by the way see some of the balls he was playing up to to Boyce and doing the wing in that unbelievable like I said we're going to win the league (laughs) 72% possession 14 shots 6 on target 4 corners 3 offside Livy just had three shots and one on target, and that was a quite a shite free kick, which just trickled into Gordon's arms. Um, I said Nielsen's comment, he was getting all nostalgic, talking about how far the squad's come since the start of that championship season. <clears throat> this really did seem to, to mean a lot to him, didn't it? It was like a real season-defining game at the weekend. If we play anything like this consistently for the season... It's going to be one of the best seasons as a Hearts as a Hearts fan. Do you know what I mean? Like, not to get carried away. And I know the winter will come in. the the ball will, The ball will start rolling a bit slower on certain pitches. But 
it's completely changed the last like the the first couple of months of the season it completely changed my opinion on Robbie Nielsen. Yeah. And I know obviously a lot of the this has been Joe Savage's signings, he's gone out and scouted players, but Robbie Nielsen would have told him, right, this is the way I'm going to play, this is what I want from these positions. And then Joe Savage would have went away. This is usually how it works, obviously. Went away and then identified which players were available. Mm-hmm. So you've got to give Robbie Nielsen credit for getting in these players and getting them playing like this as well. And and think about how many of the new boys, what was it? If we think about who's all new in the last couple of years in that team, we've got... Almost the whole team. Craig Gordon, Cochrane, Kingsley, Moore, Benny, Devlin, Barry Mackay, and Ben Woodburn. Mm-hmm. That's eight players in that squad, and they're playing like that. No bad. Well gelled. Yeah. Superb. So we'll, we'll put a, a wrap on that one. Very nice. Long may it continue. Um, in fact, it's a nice timing for a double header at Tynecastle. We've got Motherwell next week, um, who are flying themselves, like we said, Tony Watt, banging them in somehow. Uh, they're unbeaten in five with four wins and a draw. Got a fancy about it. Aye, it means nothing to me. Let's go and beat them as well. Let's go and beat them. Cameron, time to sell everything <laughs> by ourselves. Well, say that. Let's go and have a look at it. Might not be as rosy as the as the three points and the three goals for the Jambos at the weekend. <laughs> especially, especially for one of us. That one of us being you, Jarvie. Yeah. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> I thought it was me. So I'll say this fairly flat across the board. I got two. Um, everybody else got three, apart from you, Jarvie, with only one this week. Um, pretty, oh. pretty poor result. So over 15.5 shots for Hearts. They actually had 14 in the game, probably partly game script-wise. Um, didn't need them later on, so um, that didn't come in. Um, over 58.5% possession. Uh, my line was miles off on this, but I don't think anyone would have thought we would be up at 73, so that obviously came in. Um, Barry McKay did start again. Um, I sold that one. <laughs> and then uh, Hearts to win by more than one goal, and we were all like, weren't quite sure. Easy. Absolutely easy. So there you go. Um, what that leaves our run and totals looking like is... Simon still bringing up the rear on 16, but closing that gap. Then we go up to 18, where we find Paddy. And then we have a four-way tie on for second on 19. And then it's four up the road to Twitter leading the way on 23. So wow. a bit of work to do. Um, again, the stretch the lead there, but let's get into this week and see what we can do here. So looking at the Motherwell game. Got to thank here, Motherwell, as you said, you know, they're in a bit of form here, looking good coming in. Now, they've scored in every single league game this season. Question here is, does Craig Gordon keep a clean sheet? Does he stop that this weekend? Mm. All right. I, I do fancy them to get a goal. I'll buy. So you'll sell. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> oh, well, Gordon keep a clean sheet, yeah. I'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally conflicted. I'm high. I'm high on that Livy. Livy performance. Right. I'm going to sell because we're not going to. We're not going to 
no concede forever. I'll I'll sell that. I'm also going to sell. Um, not overly confident. And I'll tell you what the other two lads have done this week. We've clearly got a bit of a contrast in opinions on my four questions this week because I have one of them has bought them all and one of them has sold them all. <laughs> oh, there you go. Depends, um, depends what kind of day you catch Paddy on it. Put it this way, Paddy is the positive of the two. So there you go. Really? Wow. Um, next one. So Hearts have scored over 1.5 goals in three out of their last four league games. Um, simple question. Over 1.5 goals this weekend against Motherwell. Aye. Yeah, I'll buy that. I think our, I think our attack is coming together quite nicely. So you gentlemen are going for a two-one, two-one victory. I will. Mm-hmm. I'll join the boat on that one. That sounds like a good bet. Right. Possession lines. Who cares? Don't have a clue. <laughs> Means nothing at this point because we just. What we're we going to be at like eighty-five or something this week. <laughs> who, knows? who knows? So I'm going to buy it <laughs> <laughs> against Hibs, fifty-seven percent. And then we follow that up when our next home game, as I said, 73% versus Levy. So the line is over 61.5. Oh, that is high. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'll buy it. Is it, is it high? <laughs> Motherwell are a bit better than Levy. Are they 12, 11% better? <laughs> Probably. That's the question. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Aye, fuck it, I'll buy it. Hey, let's see what happens. Did you buy Jarvis? I'm buying that, yeah. Nice. There's a lot of buying in here. Hammy's either going to have a great week or a terrible week. <laughs> um, now, as you've mentioned, Hibs play Rangers on Sunday. Um, this is the we're last round of games before the international break. What I want to know is, going into that international break, are Hearts top of the league? <laughs> So tell us, does that mean Hibs would have to win or draw and we would win? Is that right? A draw in that game and a win for us would put us top. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, going to sell it, but just because I think Rangers will beat Hibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I've got that game going down as a classic one-all bore fest. And because I've put this in, I need to buy it. So there we go. 2-1 at the Hearts. One all Easter Road, Hearts top of the league, and the international break to probably depress ourselves. But there you go. <laughs> What's the international break games? Israel, I presume. So we've got Israel on Saturday the 9th, and then we follow that up by a trip to the Pharaohs um, on the 12th. Oh, and then we've got yeah. the two games next month that round off the group. Three mm-hmm. wins from the next three, and we will be in the playoffs. I don't want to be. I don't know if I could cope that. I don't want Scotland to qualify for the first World Cup in like 24 years and it's in fucking Qatar well you're miserable <laughs> but I'm not going to go to Qatar you know who will be Jolly find him <laughs> I can imagine he will be there and in Aye. severe trouble <laughs> <laughs> somehow drinking in public uh, good um, well thank you boys um, and thank you to Padman Productions for all your editing time as ever if you aren't following us on social media um, you can do so you can play along with buy or sell there it's uh, at hearts underscore podcast 
And if you want to be the second person in six months to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a nice review. Um, otherwise, spread the good word. So until next time, keep washing your hands with the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Jump dogs. <laughs>